0: If you want to be your favorite news, the Gizmo gang a call Gizmo sapiens. Hey and welcome to Gizmo Sapiens Show 219, Sleepy Summer. Uh, it has been kind of a sleepy summer really from the tech industry point of view. I mean, a few things have happened. Apple released their M2 uh, MacBook airs and their m 13 inch MacBook Pros. Um, you know, it, it's just the next evolution of their lowest end chip. It, it sits in between the the M1 chip and then the M2 Pro chip or M1 Pro chip. Um, I expect the more exciting stuff will come at the end of the year. Um, Raspberry Pi Foundation uh, still you can't get a you can barely get your hands on a Raspberry Pi, particularly since there's so many industrial applications for them now. Uh, but they released the new Raspberry Pi Pico, their microcontroller, which if you've not had a chance, they're dirt cheap to purchase, they're, they're six bucks. Well, actually, they're four dollars if you buy one with headers without Wi-Fi, and then they, re- they released the Wi-Fi version this summer, and it's six dollars to add a Wi-Fi chip to it. Uh, those are in short supply, but not as short supply as the Raspberry Pi 4s. I did manage to snag one at my local microcenter. Um, also, while I was at my local Micro Center, I got an Evolve 3 Maestro. They call it an eBook. It is a Windows 10 laptop computer. It barely does not meet the Windows 11 requirement. It has all, everything. It's just the processor is not one of the processors supported. It runs on a Celeron uh, N3580, 3560. It's a quad-core uh, processor. It's actually, a, it's not a super snappy machine, but it's not like one of those Atom netbooks. It runs Windows 10 fine.
1: Hold that up again. That's pretty sexy for a...
0: It is. So, but it, it gets sexier. Let me talk about it. So, it's, uh, you're stuck with 4 meg of RAM and a 64 gig SSD, but it does have an SD card slot in it. Micro SD on the side. You get uh, two USBs, one, one high speed. You get micro HDMI out, and what it is, is of all three, they only make uh, computers for education. So these are ones that are targeted at uh, K through 12 and college students. They have one that's slightly larger that's for college students. This is the K through 12 model. So Microsoft has this on their website, and I've thoroughly tested this. I am running Office 365 on it, and it's Windows 10 Pro for Education comes with it. I have done Microsoft Teams meetings on it. You can watch YouTube videos with no issues. Um, I play some lower-end games, and em- game emulation should run fine on it. Uh, there's plenty of uh, Celeron machines like this that have come out since 2020 that uh, work fine with you know emulating uh, Nintendo and and uh, Sega and and other you know, antique systems you can't get anymore. Um, But the other thing that's really interesting about this is it has a cellular modem built into it. Really? Yeah. So uh, I just went and bought a $10 AT&T prepaid SIM and threw in it. And so it actually is on, whether I'm on, and Windows 10 actually has some neat settings in it. Um, One of them is, is that you can tell it, if you let it manage your cellular mobile, which it recognizes, and this is a system that will work with T-Mobile, uh, Verizon, or, or AT&T. I just picked AT&T because their SIM was 10 bucks and they had it at Walmart. Um, the, uh, if it's on Wi-Fi, it will not use the cellular data connection. When it's off Wi-Fi, you can use the cellular data connection. Nice. And it, it's pretty good. So Microsoft has this for 200, $249 on their website. I picked this one up for $47. wow. It was an open box at Micro Center, but I also bought another one of these for my son because he wanted to put Linux on it for $60 new. Uh, And this one was new. Somebody had just slit the the tape on the box, but they couldn't sell it new. Right. Um, It's an incredible buy for what you're getting. Uh, Yeah, it's, I mean, you're not going to, be playing triple A title gaming and you know I wouldn't bother installing Steam.
1: But it well man, that's a fair point. Yeah. But at 250 bucks, is that enough machine to accomplish 250 bucks worth of value?
0: I think it's enough machine to accomplish fifty dollars or sixty dollars worth of value because again but that, that's my point yeah, though. Microsoft is yeah. selling
1: it at 250. You were able to get it at
0: a Yeah but they had scads of them. And there, I, evidently all microcenters have scads of these. I mean, like a 20 by 20 area from the floor to about six feet high, they're just stacked and they're selling them for $60. So, I mean, it's obviously some kind of clearance deal. They bought them out from somewhere, somewhere um, but I would go take advantage of it if you could. It, it, I would say, I mean, cause I have a hundred dollars in this one after the cellular stuff. Right. Um, because I did the prepaid SIM, and then I bought a $30 prepaid card to put 15 gigs of data on it, <clears throat> which I've barely used.
1: How's the battery life?
0: Battery life's about eight hours because this thing is super low power.
1: So that might uh, – I might have a, uh, a work application for that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, but it's an, an amazing little device. Don't I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not anything special. There's no touch ID. There's no it, – its it's – it's a little laptop and you do have to with the 64 gig of flash on it half of it's already taken up by windows so you're not going to load a ton of stuff on it but the SD card you can store a lot of stuff on Um, and it's fairly rugged and it's fairly light well it's really light but I mean for a plastic body machine it's fairly rigid it doesn't you know when you hold it in the corner of your hand it doesn't flex a whole lot um And it was designed for education in mind so that it's relatively tough because they knew little kids would be carrying around. Right. But uh, I'm impressed with it. And I think, you know, I've also been watching my son put, you know, a hundred different variations of Linux on it to see which one he liked best on it. And uh, and he's been compiling stuff on it. And it's doing a, a good job. I mean, it's... It's a decent machine, unlike, you know, like the ASUS netbooks that were running Windows XP when Windows 7 was the actual operating system, right. <clears throat> you know, Windows 10 is still supported and and, uh, and stuff. And I mean, I've done a lot with it. I, I've got some programming tools on it, and and uh, for for programming microcontrollers, Raspberry Pi Picos, um, and uh, I've got some software imaging tools, and, you know, the, the internet downloads Like you would expect it to, you know. Sometimes when these computers are real, uh, have an older processor in them, and you have a fast internet connection, you're like, well, why is it downloading in, you know, in kilobytes instead of megabytes per second? And this one doesn't seem to have that problem. And like I said, the cellular data is kind of the killer feature if you want to enable it. You can also take it out. It's, you can unscrew the bottom. There's like six screws. It's in a M.2 slot, and you can get a SATA SSD and replace that with it under Windows or Linux and uh, some we we found a reddit thread that told a lot about these and some of the folks were saying that they uh, they were paying on the reddit thread they were saying they were paying $80 for them which was a good deal Uh, but they were replacing the the cellular modem which is an $80 device because I looked it up uh, with a SATA SSD and they were dual booting the Windows on the internal and Linux on the SATA SSD that they put in it and uh, so, again, if you're near a Micro Center, and by the way, I'm, we are not sponsored by Evolve 3, nor are we sponsored by Micro Center, it's just, it's a good deal, and I think, you know, in lieu of the lack of deals on Prime Day, this is a good good thing to look at. You know, I, I think there's a lot of applications, because people, you know, they're small enough that women could throw them in their purse if they needed to. Uh, you run your own home business, and you don't, you know, you're using Office and the internet. You don't need something with a lot more horsepower
1: you're in the car your boss calls and says hey i need you to look up this report and give me some numbers you can pull over the side of the 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 roadway yep fire this little guy up and off you go
0: exactly exactly
1: which happens to me more often than i would like
0: oh it happens to me well it happens to me constantly so that's that's what i'm saying (laughs) Yeah, and, and exactly, and then I don't have to dig out my bigger laptop and, and things Which like that. Which has a
1: significantly lower battery life, I'm sure.
0: Well, my bigger laptop does not, but, but it's still a pain to get it out in the car, and then I have to tether it to my phone. This thing's ready to go. Yeah. you know. So the other big thing that has come up recently is, well, at the beginning of the summer, because we really didn't talk about this, Elon Musk made a bid for $44 billion to buy Twitter. Now, in that bid, there was a whole bunch of legalese and legal language that said that they had to disclose, and and frankly, it, it is the right information to disclose that the $44 billion bid that they made for the company is actually worth $44 billion. And one of those was to disclose how many bots, not an estimate, but an actual number of how many bots run on Twitter. And Twitter, over the last month, six weeks, has been playing this game of, well, we estimate it to be 10% or less. And they keep coming back. And so now good old Elon has said, okay, I withdraw my offer. And Twitter stock sank 6% immediately. And they uh, the Twitter board is... Uh, Threatened to sue Elon over not following through with the thing. Well, here's the killer. So Elon posted a tweet on Twitter, which is that that's yeah. the case. A picture of him laughing. And underneath it, he he talks about the fact that so even though Twitter didn't want to give the information out, if they sue him. They have to provide that information that he requested (laughs) in Discovery, all of it. (laughs) So Twitter's kind of in a rock and a hard place. Now, I personally believe that Elon knows this too. He knew that when he made the $44 billion uh, Offer. offer that Twitter was not worth $44 billion. Otherwise, he wouldn't have had the legalese and asking for the number of bots and and, you know, the ad revenue numbers and all that stuff. Um, Because, see, the the deal is, is the way those agreements work is, if you come back and that data says that, you know, they were, yeah, 25% of our user base is bots or 50, which I think is probably closer to 50 or 60% of their user base is bots, um, they can significantly reduce the offer. And uh, which would lead to it. And if they did, that's all public information it would lead to a reset on what Twitter is actually worth no matter what happens. And that's why they have not Twitter's board has not released information for in the sale for the actual number of, of items. And so now it's going to come out because Twitter, if they can, they they can drop it. Actually, everybody's telling them do not litigate against Elon Musk because he's got the money to do it for one thing.
1: Yeah. And for him,
0: there's no loss here.
1: Well, uh, yeah, it, 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 this is about tweaking Twitter. Uh, yes, yeah. and, not and about
0: no, and, and the other thing is, is he's got to know that he could have built a competitor to Twitter for like a lot less <laughs> and paid for it outright. Like for like, if if he gave a billion dollar, he probably could have built it for a couple hundred million dollars, and maybe. So we'll say half a billion dollars, 500 million dollars. He could have done it and done a huge ad campaign and got all kinds of people aboard and got it working. But then he would have to build up, you know, and, and, and at the end of the day, he would end up with a company exactly what he wanted, but it'd be five years down the road and, you know, and then you could watch the decline of Twitter during that five years as well. And... But, and I think that's still in the back of his head. It's like, well, there's no skin off my nose. I'll just create something new. Not like he hasn't done it before.
1: But, you know, we've heard this before. Donald Trump has said it.
0: Yeah. Well, the the, the problem is, is like the truth social media network. You had a politician slash businessman who... Did't understand that because truth sucks <laughs> it does it, it, you I know, been well I, I originally signed up on on it just to see what it was, and they're like it's like a two hundred and fifty three day wait for your account to get created that's not how it works you sign up your account gets created immediately because I by the time they sent me the login information i'd like I've moved on I'm
1: what is this? yeah I mean, you're talking about two-thirds of a year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's crazy.
0: Well, even if you had to wait 30 days, it's too long. Waiting a day would be too long. When you can go to Facebook and Twitter and others, and part of it was is because somebody told Donald Trump, well, we can build this using open-source Mastodon and, and all this. And, yeah, that's great, but it doesn't scale. And they didn't spend any time trying to build something that was scalable, you know. And uh, I used to work for a woman, and she would come, and she would say, you know, we need to do this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And I would ask her, well, how much money do you have? And she would go, well, this is what we have in the budget. And I would go, well, then you can do this, 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 and this, which was significantly less than what she wanted to do. And um, <clears throat> and that was because, you know, we, we didn't have the ability to throw an unlimited, but if I had an unlimited budget, and this was 20 years ago, I could do anything, you know? And, but the problem with the truth social media network is some, some tech kid had to be a tech kid because it's something, I mean, most good tech engineers get burnt with a couple of times when they're in their youth <clears throat> who said, well, we can do this, using open source Mastodon and we can do this. And they didn't think that, oh, we're going to have two million subscribers on the first day, you know? And so then they came up with this whole concept of, well, we can build this queue and people can wait. And why did they do that? Well, it's probably because the queue was really easy. It was you put a database on the back end and a web form in the front, and they submitted all their information to the database, and then somebody on the back end is hand-jamming all this in to create the accounts. Which is... Stupid.
1: Dumb. Yeah. And, and, and now, and I, I, I'm i not a tech <clears throat> genius, and I know that that's dumb.
0: Yeah. The But I don't think Elon Musk would do that. I think he would actually... I mean, he's got the expertise and the knowledge to be able to uh, put the right team together to build something real. And he might already... The, the killer is, is he might already have it done. He just hasn't released it. You know? it It, it could be something with, you know, his... Under one of his companies, whether it's SpaceX or the, uh, the, uh, what is it called? The underground company or the digging, the boring company. company. Yeah.
1: The boring company.
0: Yeah. You know, it is. And, you know, and it, it could be some project that has nothing totally unrelated to what they're doing, but, uh. Could be there, and what I think is funny is that I I see Elon Musk from a political point of view. He's kind of, in a way, he's kind of the perfect in the perfect position. He's really, he's not center right or center left. He's just kind of in the center. And and
1: I, I can't even really call him libertarian. No, because he's done some things that are not libertarian
0: yeah yeah but you know i i think he his his view is is he does believe in in the first amendment and he thinks that the social media companies should follow the first amendment you know i i used to think and this is kind of strange um I, I used to, I, it wasn't that I didn't think some of it was a good idea. It was, but the problem with good ideas is that people implement them <laughs> and it's the people that are the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as usual. But like WikiLeaks and things like that, um, from a conceptual standpoint, they make sense because they end up as a check and balance on governments and businesses and things who are doing the wrong thing. Now, the people behind WikiLeaks and some of these other places, um, that's the problem with them, you know. Um, But, like, another good example is Hunter Biden's laptops. They've hacked his – and it's not like they hacked iCloud to do this. They just hacked his super easy-to-figure-out password – and they pulled all of his information and his backups out of iCloud and dumped them to 4chan. And so the media now can't control the narrative, and the government, the FBI, can't control the narrative of this guy who is already getting criticized because we sold 100 million barrels of oil to his company, which is funded by the Chinese, <laughs> you know, um, which. Actually, is an impeachable offense because Joe can't direct the government to do things in favor of his family while he's in public office. So it's just it's kind of a wonderful thing, and technology is behind all this, and things like 4chan, which act like you know, 4chan and 8chan kind of are acting like the new uh, WikiLeaks, you know, as a check on the government. The problem is, is not everybody on 4chan and 8chan are doing this because they want to see justice in their world. They're looking for some kind of monetary or power gain, you know, from it. And like I said, the conception as a check and balance is not a bad idea. It's the application by the people who use it or control it. But... Right now, since that's the new thing that's going on, that's going to be the fun focus on media from the FBI. Is, you know, And they, the problem is, is I don't believe that is even hosted in, the country, in a country where the U.S. has even an extradition treaty or anything. And that's part of the reason it's there, is that they're kind of untouchable from that perspective. So it'll be funny to see what the FBI has to do. They're kind of bumbles.
1: <laughs> kind of
0: kind of, more than kind of. They've been a Bumbles for, since their inception. you got to look at J. Edgar Hoover. (laughs) Again, great concept, poor execution because people were involved. (laughs) Or at least the wrong people were involved. But even sometimes when the right people are involved, the execution can get
1: well because eventually the wrong people will take control of the institution and human nature being what it is they're going to use it as a weapon rather than as a tool now does that mean from the perspective of uh, human progress that we should stop using tools or developing new ones no, but we have to be really careful about who who gets to wield them.
0: Yeah. Well, and that, you know that's kind of funny. We talk about legislation, and <clears throat> and a lot of legislation is against people, or is against the tool. Well, it's it's made against the tool because. People are using them wrong, but it doesn't stop people from using that tool or similar tools to do things that are bad for society. As opposed to punishing the people <laughs> who are misusing the tools, you know. And a lot of times, it's not individuals that it should be against; it's corporations, well, organizations. Yeah, yeah. no,
1: it, it, and and that brings us to the to the whole to the whole point of uh, of legislation. It, it, it's not. It shouldn't be to uh, to affect the populace as a whole it should be targeted legislation that only affects the bad actors the problem is we've become too politically correct
0: and we don't want to call
1: we don't want to call anyone we don't want to call a criminal a criminal I guess is, is what I'm getting at or a bad actor a bad actor because I guess You know, intent matters.
0: Yep. Yep. The other thing that has happened recently is um, the Falcon Heavy rocket uh, um, launches this year. They just blew one up on the test pad. Uh, They're trying to figure out if it irreparably damaged the the uh, the pad and the launching uh, arm and everything Um, it wasn't expected well it wasn't completely expected by SpaceX but it was somewhat unexpected too they thought they they're not sure what there there's been no report of what's happened but
1: uh, how much does it cost to blow up a rocket
0: has to be in the millions of
1: dollars (laughs) I mean seriously but, you know... And it's one thing if you're doing it on purpose. But if, you, if it's on accident and it's, and it's like you're not prepared to learn something...
0: Well, they're prepared to learn something from it. Why it blew up so that the next one won't blow up. But, you know, it's kind of funny. It happens more often than we do. SpaceX, because it's, it's popular in the media, when something happens to their stuff, it gets reported. But also this year... Two NASA satellites were lost by an Astro rocket that failed, blew up on the lo- after just shortly after launch. Um, there have been other rockets this year from other companies that have blown up again, carrying government payloads. <laughs> you know, and that's just ours. We don't even know what gets blown up and from Roscosmos or from the Chinese space agency. You know. But uh, what I'm more concerned about is, you know, I, I definitely want to see us expand in the solar system expand in the stars. I, I, I've not only is it a cool concept, but I think from an economic standpoint, we have to. The Earth has a finite amount of resources. Um, we need to go to the asteroid belt and, you know, or Mars or wherever and get more resources. Um, What concerns me about blowing a rocket up is the resources that are lost from when that happens. You know, not only in time and effort, but the actual fiscal resources, you know. What precious materials did we lose uh, or are very hard to recover because, you know, it blew up on the test stand?
1: Well, and not only that, but, I'm assuming... This, you, are we talking Pad 39?
0: I don't know which one it was.
1: I mean, being Falcon 9 Heavy, it yeah. would almost have to be. I, I would mean, that's, think so. That's, that's a historic site for one, but two, it's, it's old. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as a, as a resource...
0: Well, this one was happening. actually at the test plant. So I'm looking at, yeah, July 12th. So uh, basically this is from Reuters, or Routers, or however you say it. Uh, booster rocket developed by SpaceX for its next generation Star Starship spacecraft burst into flames during a ground test firing on Monday, July 12th in Texas, dealing a likely setback to Musk's of larging Starship this year.
1: Okay. So I'm less concerned. I am too. it was a ground, it was a ground it test. It was a ground test. Not not like at the
0: cape. No. No. You, you know,
1: I mean Well, and
0: that's the thing going forward is, you know, the SpaceX facility in Texas is now an official spaceport. So a lot of these tests are not being done at like Cape Canaveral or out in uh, in California at Edwards Air Force Base or anything like that. They're all being done in tech, you know, in West Texas where SpaceX is. Oh, Another wonderful thing, because this affects us personally, is, and it it was really irritating. So, Pat Gelsinger made a statement a couple weeks ago about hey, if they don't, if the federal government doesn't, uh, you know, okay the CHIPS Act, which basically is a pay to play, meaning that government pays intel money to build a fab in ohio in columbus ohio that they weren't going to start construction they the other day they did the groundbreaking pat jelsinger again said hey we did the groundbreaking we've taken possession of the land we've done the groundbreaking but we're not going to start construction until you pass the chips act (laughs) and it's funny because uh intel reported a nine billion dollar uh Uh, profit last year and they're asking the government which was really making taxpayers which Ohio's already giving 80 billion dollars to them or 80 $80 million dollars have already given them 80 million to come here and then there was a plan over the next two years to give 2 billion dollars to them to build this plant. That's just from the state of Ohio that doesn't include any federal money and they're playing this game where they're going to lose to our competitors overseas because they want the taxpayer to subsidize their failing business. I, my personal opinion is go home and tell somebody else to come in. I, it, it, my personal opinion, if, if we're going to give federal money, let's give federal money to like Taiwan Semiconductor, TSMC, to build a plant in Columbus or in Cincinnati or in Cleveland somewhere. Ohio um, because TSMC has the number one fab uh, technology in the world two they're headquartered in Taiwan which is a precarious place and where most. US chip manufacturers manufacture their chips including Intel <laughs> so why don't we let, let's talk to the source and you know and, and the funny thing is yes will it bring jobs to Ohio will it bring what Mike DeWine claims it will no Because the expertise for those jobs don't exist here today. And it's going to take 20 years for the local uh, Columbus area to develop the people to, you know, to pivot transition education and develop the people to come in and do this. So the majority of people who are going to come and do these jobs are not new jobs, new net jobs for Ohio. It's just we'll be pulling in people from elsewhere to come do these jobs. And I'm sure. They'll be overpaid because the cost of living is probably cheaper here than where they were working in the first place. But they'll demand more pay because they will be leaving some metropolitan area that they think is better than Ohio.
1: Which it probably is. Yeah. But
0: I can't – there's almost no metropolitan area that I think is better than Ohio, <laughs> with the exception of Cleveland. Cleveland. Cleveland's awesome. <laughs> Go see the Guardians. The who? The Guardians, you know. Who? They're, they're a great baseball team.
1: Established in 2022?
0: Yep. So Well, that kind of is the things that have gone on. There actually have been a lot of electric car things, but I would like to get Dr. Sean to talk about that. Uh, or at least get his input as we talk about it. But Dr. Sean is off teaching overseas right now. so
1: And I don't know when he's due back. I don't either. I'll have to find out.
0: Yeah. but So we want to hear from you. Let us know what you think. Send us some feedback to gizmosapiens at gmail.com. Uh, that's G-I-Z-M-O-S-A-P-I-N-S at gmail.com. And we'll see you on the digital flip side. sapiens a technology and entertainment podcast you can reach us at our email address at gizmosapiens at gmail.com
1: that's g-i-z-m-o-s-a-p-i-e-n-s at gmail.com we'd really love to hear from
0: you and we'll see you next week from the digital flip side